0: Welcome to Women in the Arena podcast, the podcast celebrating women doing extraordinary things in plain sight. I'm your host, Audra Egan, and our mission is to elevate the value, strength, and resilience each woman brings to the world. Without further delay, let's go ahead and start the show. Welcome in, everyone, and thank you for joining me again today. This is Women in the Arena podcast, and it is truly a celebration. We are celebrating each and every one of you being extraordinary in plain sight. I I have said many times before that this is the most remarkable community, that every single time I send out the call that I need some assistance, you respond without hesitation. Well, I need you again. Uh, I've been working on a couple of ideas, but I really need your input because I want to make sure that I'm providing you content that you want to hear. So there's two things that I want to ask of you. The first thing is I'd like to bring back a couple of our previous guests. I have a few people in mind, but I'm torn. I'm not entirely sure. I I would love your input as to who you'd like to hear more from. Uh, so let me know. That's the first thing. Second thing is that you know that we really like to support female-owned small businesses. Well, you are all over the country. For that matter, you're all over the world. And I'd really like to know what are your favorite female-owned small businesses? We want to try and help support them any way we can. Maybe give them exposure. Uh, perhaps have them on the show. Uh, we want to help them any way we can. So for these two requests, uh, please send your input to me. And you can reach me a couple of different ways. You can reach me on our various social media platforms, which is Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Or you can just old-fashioned email me at audra at womeninthearena.net. That is A-U-D-R-A at womeninthearena.net I thank you so much for your assistance and without further ado let's start the show Welcome in everyone and thank you so much for being here I have a woman that I cannot wait for you all to meet and get to know. I'm joined today with Crystal McLean, and she has a really interesting background, and she's used her background for good. She has a a background in banking and finance, so she deals with numbers and money all the time, but she has taken that one step further, and she has decided to educate people about finances and their money and and investments and what have you. And this has become a passion for you for her. Uh, she's taken it one step further. She is an author and she's an author of this an um, Amazon bestseller called Harmony and the Empty Piggy Bank. I am so excited for you all to meet her. So Crystal, thank you so much for
1: being here and welcome to the show. Oh, it's such a pleasure. Thank you for allowing me to be on your amazing platform. I'm so excited to be here today. I am so, so happy for you to be here because your background
0: and your specialty happens to be finances and money. And that's something that we all, we all deal with, we all know about, and it, it affects every one of our lives in different ways. And that also happens to be your passion. Uh, but before we jump into your passion and and get to what your mission is, tell us a little bit about you a little bit more so we can get to know you a little bit better.
1: Of course. Well, again, I am Krista McLean. I am um first a wife, a mommy. <laughs> so I don't know where my major hats are worn all the time. Um I am a um, youth pastor um at a local my local assembly so that's very important to me and um youth is 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 a true priority for me because I do recognize they are our future and so um my true mission is making sure to pour into them um i am um employed at a, a national financial um bank so uh, what i do there um essentially is i'm i'm the um one of the investment bankers there um, that assist clients with their portfolio planning, and um, if they need lending, things like that. Um, just really navigating them through um, their financial journey. Um, but overall, I am just a woman truly on a mission to make sure um, the topic of financial literacy is not lost. And so that's just a couple things about me. But I'm your regular round the way girl that truly loves to um, have fun. Um, but at the end of the day, I truly have a purpose and a mission.
0: Your mission is is really important because whether we like it or not, um, money makes the world go round. We we'd yeah. love to say that it's love, but um, unfortunately, it's money, and to some of us, money is is a very confusing topic, and or it's intimidating, or it's something that we haven't tackled yet, and it's one of those things that, especially now as we are we're here in the new year, whereas many people start to take stock and say, I want to do things different or I want to change and I want to make things better. A lot of people are saying, you know what, this year I want to become financially fit or I want to become financially sound. I, I want to put X amount of dollars in the bank or I want to pay down this down this much debt. Um, and you probably have a lot of clients that come to you that, that have those types of conversations with you. So as you're talking to a adults that come to you and say, I have no idea what I'm doing. How do you first guide those adults on that journey?
1: That's a great question. What I typically first do is I reassure them before I even go into the conversation when pulling out numbers and um, spreadsheets and things like that, or pulling up statements. Before I do that, I always pause to make sure they understand that, listen, you are not the worst case scenario. So like, cause a lot of people feel like, oh, um, you know, I'm, I'm too far gone. Um, there's no way to fix this, um, you know, things like that. And so I first reassure, um, reassure them that, listen, you know, we can bounce back from this. We just need a strategy and a plan. And so, um, After kind of figuring out or really reassuring them, it's more so figuring out what are your plans because everybody's plan is different. And I can't give you a strategy without figuring out what the plan is, as far as, you know, what is your goal? My goal is to pay off debt. Okay, now let's create a strategy around that. Or my goal is to be able to retire at 45. Okay, let's create a strategy and a plan around that. Um, So before you start putting numbers, and, you know, there's so many different savvy systems that you can pretty much put the numbers in and they they pretty much plan it for you, um, but before doing all of that, the biggest thing is determining goals. So I would admonish anyone before they start jumping into um, creating a, a plan to really get financially fit in 2021. Is figure out what your goals is. What what does that really look like? Um, if you say I want to be debt free by when, you know, what does that mean? Uh, is that three years, five years? And then what would that cause? What would that take? Would that take you reducing your expenses? Will that take you having to get a a, a, a better job or um, increasing income streams um you know what would that take so you really have to take every goal that you have and then put tasks up under it's just like with anything else if you say i want to get physically fit is what is that Now that's the goal. Now, what is the what are those little small tasks um, that it would take to get to that goal? And so I say the first thing is determining what those goals are and then figuring out how can I get there? And if you really are super confused about, okay, I got the goal, I know what I want to do, but how do I get there? I don't know the, the task. To get there, you may want to even go to your local bank uh, because a lot of financial planners are in your local bank that you have access to for free and they're able to sit down and guide you and navigate you through that process. Um, But those are a couple things already off gate that I would say are necessary when you're starting to talk about getting financially fit for a new year. So, what I'm, first of all, what I'm over, what I'm
0: hearing from you is number one, no matter how overwhelmed you think you are, or how uh, far back from your goal is, you're not, not all is lost. So that's what I hear is, which is good news, is that because a lot of us are really overwhelmed and Mm -hmm. we're like, well, where do we start? Maybe we're too far gone. But what you're saying is no, Mm -hmm. you are not. And it's never never too late to start is what I'm hearing from you is as long as you have a plan.
1: So start from your goal and work your way backwards. I, I think that's what I'm hearing from you. You're exactly right. Because some people do get very overwhelmed. They start to maybe compare or they start to think like, I should have started this years ago. And then- with that comes guilt. With that comes, you know, never mind. Um, and so I always like to reassure that, hey, this is possible. Um, it's just gonna take some discipline. It's gonna take some, you know, put, rolling up the sleeves and really getting a strategy together to make sure that these plans are implemented. Because you can have an amazing plan, but without implementation, it's nothing. So you're saying, you know, a
0: plan needs to be put in place because, because, a goal without a plan is just a wish, is what, is what I'm hearing. That's it. Well, you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about is that because your passion is financial fitness, and as we had mentioned that, you know, this is overwhelming for adults, and there's a lot of adults, there's a lot of us that learned financial fitness the hard way, and that was by making a whole bunch of mistakes. <laughs> um And. I and mean, it was it was never the easy way that i can assure you i'm uh, speaking for myself i made plenty of mistakes in my 20s mm-hmm. and um because i didn't know mm-hmm. there's there's no there isn't a class mm-hmm. that is taught to to um to young to younger children or even in high school there isn't a class but there should be mm-hmm. and this directly aligns with your passion because you said, you know what, I'm dealing with adults all day long that have questions about their finances, they're overwhelmed, they didn't necessarily have a plan, you thought, well, I'm going to take this one step further. And before these adults get to me, I'm going to start teaching them as children. So tell us about that mission of you teaching financial awareness
1: and fitness to children. Yeah. So, um, I like how you started off by saying, you know, um, pretty much the mistakes that we've by learning by mistakes, because honestly, that's where my journey began. I I made so many different mistakes and that's where my frustration um, and I would say kind of aligned with my purpose because I realized that, man, if I would have been taught this, if I would have known, if I would have, you know, and, and we all think about that, if they would have just taught me this, um, maybe I wouldn't have made that mistake or maybe I wouldn't have accumulated that amount of debt or maybe, you know, whatever the case is. And so, So that frustration, um, also along the lines of wanting to teach my daughter and not really finding the resources and the tools for her age group, um, that all combined together caused me to start this mission that I recognize that children like myself did not grow up with these tools. They didn't grow up with this teaching. It's not in school. It's not curriculum-based where it's easily accessible. And so for a parent, as well as from a person that has made many mistakes growing up, I felt that it was necessary. And so that's where my mission is, is, is these kids do not have to grow up making the same mistakes we made. We do not have to keep this generational, you know, oh, let's just keep it. No, 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 we can stop it now by teaching them tools early. And so that was where the book came into play. And the book is just literally a foundation. It is not the here all end all um, because I have so many um, plans and desires to make sure that children are able to learn about this Um this topic in way many forms, workshops and seminars and you know all type of things, but the book was just a foundational tool and an easy way to really introduce the topic of money um at the same time while being fun um so that was where harmony and the empty piggy bank um came from so so tell us about. Harmony and and where
0: it came from, because as you're speaking, I mean, we've all heard these cliches and I know that you've probably heard them, too, where people would say, well, make sure you pay yourself first. Well, to a kid, what does that mean? And and it's a habit that that if it wasn't clarified, um, it's not it meant nothing. So you took that and said, you know what, I'm going to put it in this character named Harmony. So tell us tell us about Harmony and what her. Uh, what her journey has been.
1: I will. So Harmony, um, in the book, which actually is inspired by my real daughter named Harmony, um, but the difference is if um you look at the title, her name is spelled H A R M O N E Y with the word money in it, um, so just a play on um on words there, but. You're very Uh, clever, Crystal. You're very, very clever. (laughs) (laughs) So um, Harmony is a character where she is a bubbly um, little girl, but very persistent. And she wants something so bad. She wants it so bad. She sees it in the mall and she's like, and I'm not going to tell all the details because I want you guys to get it and read it with your, your kiddos, but um, she wants something and she sees it in the mall. And her mom is like, no, you know, you just got um, your tablet not too long ago. And so, no, we're not. Mom and dad is not. We're not paying for it. And so she's frustrated. She's agitated. And she she starts to think of a plan and her best friend and her come up with this idea of selling um and I don't want to tell all the all the good stuff, but selling some items. And because of that, she was able to get the money that she needed. But uh, let me pause. Prior to that, she came up with a plan to first make her money. So she did that by making sure she finished her chores and getting allowance here and there and earning it. And then once she earned the money, she was able to then invest it into her business. And then after getting the supplies and all the things she needed for her business... Once the sale happened, she was able to get the return, pay her employee, which was her best friend, put money into her savings account she was able to buy the um the product that she really wanted so bad and then she was able to also put money aside for um charity for another child that for a toy and so um, it, it talks a lot about philanthropy. It talks about budgeting, entrepreneurship, persistence, not giving up, but multi ultimately about budgeting, how she took first earned the money and then invested the money and then got more money off of that investment and was able to budget it the right way.
0: What a brilliant idea. You took real life things that kids think about and you you know, of the of the I want <laughs> I want my parents say no. Well, then how do I get and you break down those very, very complex uh, ideas of of entrepreneurship and um, paying employees and investment and capital and and all of that stuff. And you break it down into small, little bite sized consumable pieces for these kids to understand the science of money. So then it doesn't become so scary as -hmm. they get
1: older. Mm -hmm. And that's necessary because I realized that it does become a taboo topic if you don't deal with it early. Um, And so it will be a a hot topic in the house when you start talking about money. Mm -hmm. If in your life growing up, it was not a topic. And so we, even our household, we make that a topic. When I'm paying bills and or daddy sitting down with me and we're looking at the budget and things like that, we let her see that. When we were um looking into different stocks, you know, we 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 took the time to actually research, okay, what does Disney stock look like? What is what is Apple? You want an iPhone so bad? What does that look like? You know, really taking the time to um think about all of these things at an early age because they're they're open to receive it. It's just the fact that a lot of times we don't feel confident enough as parents um to have those conversations. So th-
0: you're making my, my mind race because you know I, I, to be honest with you, I have no idea um, where to start in teaching a child, which is why we didn't we didn't teach our children when they were younger the details of what you're teaching your daughter. Mm-hmm. But my, my children are now young adults. So how do and, you know, and now we're smarter, so we try to make them smarter. So how do we take these same basic principles that you have geared towards your younger daughter that that we can now change to something that's digestible for our young adult children? Uh, We have one that has just graduated college and one that will soon be graduating college within the next 18 months. And I think this is a prime time for us to teach them on the science of money and not to be intimidated by it. So how do you guide us as parents that didn't have these tools to teach our now young adult children so they can be financially fit earlier than when when we became financially fit?
1: That's a great question. The first thing I would always start with is, making sure that you are open and honest. The worst thing you can do is make it seem like you've never made no mistakes when it comes to money. Um, So if you approach it as, you know, you need to do this and you should do this and all of that, a lot of times it will be, if it, if it hasn't been talked about before, um, it will be kind of out of sight, out of mind. I don't really want to hear that, uh, especially when you're talking about young adults. So I would say first is maybe admitting some of those mistakes and being open. Hey, son, listen, you know, um, I made some mistakes as it pertains to debt. I, I got into credit card and that's when I started my credit card debt journey is in college. And so I made a lot of mistakes around that. And my early Show
0: because right there, the, the credit card companies are there on campus and yeah. they are hand, they're signing you up and giving you a T-shirt or a free meal. And in college, you're like, yay, I get clothing
1: okay. and food. I mean, so exactly. no one tells you anything. Exactly. And so that right there... Um, I feel like it's so important it's just the open conversation. So like even asking like what do you know about money so far son or daughter, you know, and and see what they know because they may know way well more than you think they do. And so already opening it up, letting them be able to say okay, well I know this and I know that, and then you can take it a step further and say okay, now that you know that, what do you know about credit card debt? What do you know about and break it down into different segments. And then if you see there are areas where they're flawed, you are really know how to approach the conversation. Okay, son, you said that, you know, you feel like credit card debt is okay uh, and that you make your monthly payment. um, You know, you don't pay off the full balance. That's already a topic you can begin to flow down. Um, So I don't say just jumping into the conversation. Let me talk to you about money. No, start off by one admitting where you were being truly open and honest, um, because a lot of the times they're more receptive to receive it. Um, and saying, "Look, I failed, so I want to make sure you don't make those same mistakes." And then, what do you already know? And then, now what I real- when I realize the gaps, I see that there are gaps there. Let me begin to fill those gaps with the knowledge that I know. Um, so those are a couple things. But then again. It's also taking them on a journey with you. You know, when you're paying the bills, you can say, "Hey, listen, I know you're about to be on your own, so I want to show you some of the things I do when I go in to pay my bills. I do it like this, this, and that. Or I like to make sure I pull out this amount just for this allowance. I pay, I give my own self allowance, things like that. Those are so important because now you're taking them on this journey with you. What a great idea! Um, I, I we happen
0: to have a a, uh, a college graduate that is working on um, becoming an adult, and and full disclosure, he graduated, went into corporate America, and went. This is not for me, and now he is in flight school to become a pilot. Mm. So we have instructed him, you know, to stay at home because he is. You know, he's working on becoming a pilot, which is very expensive, by the way. Flight school is really expensive. Mm-hmm. and But he's anxious to move out on his own. And what we've been saying is get yourself set and have some money in the bank before you move out on your own. So what kind of goal can we set for our son? And many other uh, listeners out there have children in the same situation that our son is, is that, you know, graduated Still trying to get their feet on the ground, but anxious to get out on their own, what is a good goal to set for them as far as you know we just we just say blanket money in the bank. what should we tell them what should we tell him to say this is what you should have before you're ready to leave?
1: You know what i um I would suggest in this um if he's if he has some type of job already, some type of income already coming in, and he's anxious, like, I, you know, I think I could live on my own at this point. One of the things that I would suggest is maybe take him through a trial run. And so what you could do is you could say... Um, okay, let's research apartments in the area. Let's research lights and all of that. Let's take the time to look all that out. And we're going to go ahead together as a family, we're going to go ahead and create a budget sheet. This is how much it's going to cost for rent, how much it's going to cost for lights. Remember you got to drive back and forth to work. This is how much it's going to cost. You know, this is this is it. So you literally go through all the expenses. Okay, you want to eat out, all of that. You go through all of that. And then you can actually start off on a trial run. So now you guys have figured it out, the budget. Now, let's say that next month you say, okay, you want to move out on your own. You're going to pay rent. We want you to go ahead and pay us rent. Now, pause before you, you know, I feel the heart beating. <laughs> you're essentially going to do is take that money that he's paying you for rent and put it into an account just for him. And so it's giving him the principle of learning, okay, these are real bills with real responsibilities Um, that's going to happen every single month. Okay. Mom and dad is not there to make, no, these are real responsibilities. So he is literally giving you, if, if we calculate a rent at about $700 a month or $1,400, whatever that looks like, okay, give us that. Set it aside, put it aside for him. So now you're helping build up that account for when he actually does move out. But even begin saying, okay, do you feel like with what you have coming in, you're able to maintain these type of bills? If not, do you feel like it's a good time? Now he's able to make that decision based off what he saw going out. He, he probably during that time is like, uh-uh, I don't got no money to go shopping. I've got no money to go eat. I don't have no money left over for nothing. No, I don't. I'm I, I'm good. I'm staying at home right now. So I can build this up. And so then also thinking about, okay, now that you you realize you didn't have much left over, what about an emergency? What if your car breaks down? We need to make sure you have an emergency fund because you just saw you didn't have much money left over. So let's make sure we we put 2000 to 5000 in this account where you can have for those emergency timeframes. So you want to start preparing his mind. But a lot of times the best way to start is by allowing there to be a real life scenario. And so even if you're, you're literally taking the money he gives you, setting it aside in a savings account or in something, you are preparing him for that money literally going out of sight, out of mind. I can't see it. I can't touch it. I can't breathe on it. Nothing. You know, you're you're helping with that guidance. You're helping
0: us prepare them, because like I said, there are many, many new college grads that are, you know, sitting there trying, sitting there at the edge going, I'm still at home, but I want to be on my own and and giving them a trial run. It's not. And I I, to tell you the truth, it's not like it was when I graduated college, because Mm -hmm. um, to live on your own was cheaper then, a whole lot cheaper. and. I mean, I graduated college and I didn't go home. I moved out, which many of uh, many people in in my age group did the very same thing because you could, mm-hmm. and and we also didn't have you know student loan debt as as large as it is now. So yeah. helping to prepare them to get ready to launch, so they don't stub their toe financially. As much as we did when we were in college, they don't have to. They don't have to overcome those mistakes. So helping to remove the taboo and the fear, like I said, there's fear when there comes from to money, which there doesn't have to be, and removing it early and get and but basically having a safety net by them still being at home is, yes. is what
1: I'm hearing the messages. That is, and because they they have that safety net, um, you're able you know, without saying, I told you so you're able to actually give them, you know, that real life experience without them being on their own and then having to come back home. Cause now that's a different scenario that's, Oh yeah. <laughs> different where it's like, Oh man, I, I couldn't make it on my own, but really taking the time. Okay, son, we know one of your desires is to move out on your own. And we are actually, you know, excited for you wanting to, exp- wanting to spread your wings. However, we want to make sure you're fully prepared. So what we're going to do for the next six, Months is one. Before we do anything, we're going to prepare your budget. Two, everything that's in your budget, you're going to actually give it over as if we're the landlords and and all of that. Um, and if you can't manage it and you can't maintain it, then this is just a time to take a step back and see if this is the right time for you to transition. Another good thing is um, is maybe gifting a financial planner set um, session as a as a gift. Um, you know, a birthday gift, even um, I know some families did it for Christmas um, for their college graduates that, hey, I gift you a session to sit down with a real life financial planner. And because a financial planner um, will literally talk you from where you are now to retirement, um, literally giving them that opportunity to have a open space where they're on their own to really make big decisions to say, OK, this is what I really want to do um maybe they don't know how much it costs but a financial planner will literally tell them okay it's going to cost you this this and that and think about inflation okay think about da 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 it will give them that full scenario and oftentimes be able to even print something out that they can take tangibly home and look at it and say okay these numbers are real <laughs> so-
0: <laughs> i had no idea that you could give a financial Appointment as a gift. And what a great gift because it's the gift that keeps on giving. Because I mean, I don't think that anybody needs another sweater or. Another pair of shoes, uh, this would be a a gift of a lifetime, basically. Yes,
1: Yes. it is something that, um, I mean, you can look online, you can look in your local area, um, type in your local area, um, you know, and check the reviews for the financial planners. And then all you're literally doing is reaching out and saying, hey, um, I want to gift my son a session, you know, of course, get the pricing, schedule the session. And, and, you know, I would even suggest letting them go on their own, um, because that gives them the leisure in a, an environment where they're able to just be open and honest and say, this is what I want to do, um, and let that financial planner coach them along that line. And now they can't say, well, mom, you're always telling me this. No, someone outside of mom told you that it's not easy um, to do it on your own, but they also not only just get, okay, this is hard, they also get a strategy, you know, um, so that they they know how they can begin to do it on their own.
0: Well, Crystal, you have given us amazing advice for the littles, you know the the young adults, and what adults do when they feel like they're underwater and and need to start over. I'm going to throw a hard one at you. Are you ready? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Brace yeah. yourself. Here's here's the hard question. What happens? when you have a husband and wife and they view money differently when they view money like one says oh my gosh money is scary and overwhelming i don't want to deal with it and it's you know they they're like if i just don't pay attention to it it'll go away but then you have a a spouse that's like "No, no 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 we can we can manage this we can conquer this we can do this um How do you help educate in that situation? Because I'm assuming that not only are you a financial planner and and an educator, but you're also a little bit of a marriage counselor. (laughs) So how do you help in that scenario? Because I don't think that
1: that's all that unique either. Mm -mm, Girl, let me tell you. So uh, one, I experienced it in my own marriage. Um, You know, I came into the marriage with like, um okay we have to have budget sheets we have to have we have to balance to the penny and all of that whereas my husband was a little bit more lenient and he likes to you know shop a little bit and (laughs) um, and it wasn't like oh let me go shop for this it was like you know Oh, let me get this for the house. Oh, we need this. And it's like, no, we don't. (laughs) um, I've experienced that personally. And I've also had to deal with clients, um, you know, that are not on the same page. And one of the biggest things I, I, and I know this sounds so cliche, but the first thing is always communication. Um, and 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 not just communication, but having those hard topics, those hard conversations when you really get down to the root of it. Um, so for me and my husband, we actually um, we actually every and we just released a reel on it on Instagram um, about it, and it's gotten a lot of talk about uh, because every quarter we have what's called a household prep meeting, and that's where we sit down, we talk about all the issues. Um, including finances and with us dealing with finances, we break it down. Why are we not, you know, this, why do we not have this amount in in our, our in this bucket? Why do we, why did we overspend for this? So I think the biggest thing is um, one communication. Another one is grace and patience. And I learned this the hard way um, is that everybody don't know the same thing. You know, everybody didn't grow up the same way. And so in marriage, you recognize that, okay, you learn that through your mom and your dad. You learn that through your upbringing. And I learned this through my upbringing. And now we're, we're both of our upbringings are clashing. And so you have to have a level of grace to realize. And I, I struggled with that in the beginning because I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, no, we need to, no. Let's we're doing it my way. We're doing it my way. <laughs> And I realized that can be so intimidating and it can be so wrong um, because I didn't leave that level of grace. I didn't leave that level of patience. And money, again, is such a sticky topic. If you look at the divorce rates, a lot of it goes back to finances. Um, And so that's one of the major reasons for divorce, because people struggle with money. They struggle with talking about they struggle with, you know, and so communication. Um, definitely having those meetings outside of the household where you're really delving into the issues um, and then grace for that person that is very good, good at money or they're like the one that handles the money in the household grace when it comes to that other person that may be still learning some of the things Um and then another thing is when you are sitting down, show that other person what those things that they're doing could cause issues. So if there was an overspending this month, show them what, what else lacked because of the overspending, you know what I mean? And so that could mean like, okay, well, you went out and you bought this without us talking about it. And now because of this, we're not able to do this. We can't go on this trip like we said we would, you know, show them the impact of what those decisions. Um, they make calls the household. So those are a couple things, And it could be so tough with dealing with couples, but i I know the first thing always goes back to communication and having grace um uh, with each other,
0: Crystal. I have learned so much from
1: you today, even in in the brief thirty
0: minutes that we've been talking. i I wish that we could talk for hours. Um, but if people want to reach you, uh, I know that you are licensed in Fayetteville, North Carolina. So how do they reach you if, number one, they want help in becoming financially fit?
1: Okay. Um, you can reach me on, um, well, you can reach me through email. You can reach me on Instagram. My um, Instagram is at I am Crystal McLean. Um You can reach me um, via email at hello at... Um, Hello at authorcrystalmcLean.com. You can go to my website at Um, You can go to my Facebook page, <laughs> McLean. I mean, I'm everywhere. I'm on every platform typically. And you can reach out to me. If I can't, i meet with you to discuss your financial plan. I definitely have some amazing contacts um, that I can vouch for that would love to sit down and go over your financial plan and goes with you crystal thank you for that because you know we have we have
0: listeners all over the country and all over the world for that matter and for those that you can't help in your particular area we are grateful that you can direct us to people that that can uh if we want to read about harmony and the empty piggy bank where can we get to harmony
1: you can actually get it On all retail book platforms, you can get it on Amazon, Amazon Kindle. Um, You could get it at Walmart, um, Books a Million, Um, all of those. You you have the ability to grab that amazing book.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I actually think I'm going to grab it myself just because it seems like such a great book that breaks down these really Complicated and intimidating concept, and breaks them down into little bite-sized pieces. And I don't think it's ever too late to learn something new. And, not. And thank you for writing that and making it easy for us to digest those those concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to let you run away quite yet because I have some questions to ask you that I'm asking everybody. So, uh, are you ready? Oh uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 2021. It's here, um, ready or not. It's here. So, in 2021, what are you working on?
1: Oh, great question. Um, I am working on um, Harmony's um, second book, a part two, um, the second book in the series, which will actually deal with bank banking relationship and learning the bank side. I realize there are a lot of kids adults that don't know how to even fill out a deposit ticket or a um, check, write a check. Um, So those are some things that are going to be interactive in the second book. Um, I am also working on author um, self-published author coaching. Um, I realized when I started out um, as a self-published indie author, I didn't really have a lot of strategies around marketing my book, but I learned the hard way and that's why my book has been so successful. So I want to help other indie um, self-published authors. Do the same, um, so helping them create marketing strategies and content creation. Um, I am working on workshops for Harmony and the Empty Piggy Bank. Um, I have one set up with the Boys and Girls Club, so I'm super excited about that. I have one set with the um, with the local library, so super excited to talk to the kiddos there. I have so much that I'm working on, um, but those are the major things that um, that come top to um, top of mind. You got a lot going on a lot
0: going on. Um, and I love your energy. You can, you can hear how excited you are about this mission. Um, you can hear it through the, through the, the headphones, and it's, and it's amazing. Um, I have become a huge advocate of asking for what you need, because we don't do a great job of that at all. Especially us as women, we don't communicate what we need. So I'm giving you a platform In 2021,
1: Crystal, what do you need? Wow. Okay. Now, that was a tough one. Oh, wait. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, I think one of the biggest things I'm realizing I need uh, is, you know what, Audrey? Wow. Like, pause. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, because I don't ask for what I need. I always, you know, you have that superwoman syndrome, um, where you just feel like you can do everything. I, I think one of the biggest things, um, I need is, um, is teaching and learning around the art of delegation. Um, oh, yeah. So that is one of the things I struggle with because, I, again, I take on that syndrome. But I also recognize that I'm starting multiple, um multiple things and with me starting these things I need assistance and I don't know how to get that I don't know how to ask for that and then I don't know how to delegate that so how to effectively communicate and delegate to you know these this group of people hey this is what I need done I think that's one of the biggest things I need is learning that um so if there's anybody out there that specializes in that I am all ears (laughs) and and if you reach
0: out to her reach out to me too because I need to know that too, and I'm sure that there are many, many, many women that are listening to this right now are thinking me, 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 me. So let's all collectively surround each other and let's figure it out. Let's ask, let's ask each other what we need, and let's let's break our way from the the Wonder Woman uh, syndrome because we're not we're not Wonder Women at all. I so, love
1: that question.
0: Yeah, I got another one for you. Are You ready? No, <laughs> i know 2021 you know what 2020 has warmed me up i am i am i am getting prepared to tackle 2020 20 excuse me 2021 straight on yes. um so in 2021 what are you gonna give away
1: mm. Whew, okay what am i gonna give away i you know what Audrey, i can't even make it seem like that Um. I can't say like not a big deal, but that is a part of me. Um, I give away me on a regular. And and when I say that, what I mean is that I give away, you know, the knowledge. Um, I realize one of the biggest issues that um, a lot of women face is that oh, well, I don't want to tell because I don't want them to steal my idea. Or I don't want to do this because I don't want them to. No, like I have always been the one and I feel like I struggle with this, that I give way too much of myself to the point where my husband's like, okay, now wait, <laughs> <You know? laughs> like stop. Um, and so I think um, learning one, how to strategically give myself away as far as my knowledge and my skill. But um, I want to give Knowledge to children. Like that is that is it. Like I want to give something that, and you said this before, the gift that keeps on giving. I want to give them things that um are intangible um but will always stay with them. Um something that they can live years later, I may be gone that they're saying I'm still. Eaten off of the fruit of what was given to me many years ago. Generational knowledge, generational tools, generational resources. That's what I really want to continue to give. And I want um, better strategies on how I can make sure I'm able to impact more than just my my current sphere, but even more broad. Well, hopefully
0: we can help with that because I really love your mission. I think that it is it is not only an a com- incredible cause, but it is generational changing. It's community changing. And I I think that it's an amazing, amazing mission to stand upon. Um, and one last question. I don't think it's nearly as hard as the first three. <laughs> so, uh, I've been asking this a lot um, and it's become an audience favorite. So I'm going to keep asking this question. Uh because I have a lot of readers out there in my audience. Think so thank you for all you all you fellow book nerds nerds. I appreciate you. So I'm gonna ask you this. What question or excuse me, what book have you read
1: that you think everybody should read? Oh, okay. Oh gosh, okay, I read so many this year. Okay, okay, well let me think, let me think. Oh, oh. Ooh, okay, okay. So this one. Um, this one is a really good one. I definitely want to make sure I mention it because it is, um, we're talking about finances and everything, but, um, millionaire mindset. Um, and I'm not sure if anyone has read it before, um, but it really breaks down. Um, and and it's not like a, just get rich. No, it's definitely not that, but, um, excuse me. It's the millionaire mind. Excuse me. The millionaire mind. mind um, Thomas J. Stanley, and it's an older book, but I tell you what, it is a book that really takes the time to deal with and it, it um it interviewed um different millionaires on um, what do they do on a regular basis, you know. Um, how do they spend their time versus someone else? And you can literally take what they do and match it up to what you do and see if there's any gaps there um, to begin to start to change your mind about how do I handle money? How do I handle wealth? Because honestly, Audra, it is all about your mind. It's all about your mindset. You can have you can win the lottery and this, and you see the shows about it. You can win the lottery and tomorrow be broke because your mind was not changed or transformed. Um, so it's not about the amount of money. It's about how you handle the money that you have. And that book talks about the mind uh, behind the money. So I think it's an amazing book. And I typically try to read that at least once a year. Well, I've written that down because that's going to my
0: growing list um, I'm gonna wait one more thing mm-hmm. before you run, yeah, one final statement to leave the audience with,
1: Ooh. okay, My final statement is, um, I know that twenty twenty was a rough year um for a lot of people. Um, and we don't take that lightly because we recognize that we were all in it together. But um, as we're embarking on a new year, we have a new, fresh opportunity to take this world by storm. What will you do with it? How will you impact those around you? How will you take the gifts, the knowledge, the skills, everything up in, that you've learned and that you've earned up until this point? How will you be able to take that and impact the world around you? It is up to you to do that. What will you do with it? That's awesome. That is
0: amazing. Um, Crystal, like I said, I could talk to you all day long and I'm so happy that we were able to get you on the show. So thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom and your
1: education with the audience. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the opportunity and for the platform. This is such an amazing platform and I salute all women that are in the arena. And thank you for becoming part of this community. Um,
0: I'm really, really proud of our growing community and thank you for becoming a part of it. I so appreciate you.
1: Thank you, Audra. Thank you
0: all for listening and we'll see you again next time. And that's a wrap. Thank you all so much for being here. I can never give you enough gratitude because without all of you, none of this is possible. I am still always in awe that my guests are volunteering to be so bold in their vulnerability. So thank you for continuing to do that. And to my audience, audience isn't the right word to describe you. So to you, I thank you. You are a community. So, thank you for being a part of this community and thank you for helping to nurture it and make it grow. And of course, you know I have this incredible team behind me that helps me produce this every single week. For Savannah, Alan, Jessica, Tina, Tisha, and my son Gavin, thank you so much for believing in me, believing in my mission. And continuing to help grow the Women in the Arena podcast. Thank you all so much for being here, and we'll see you next week.
1: This is just the beginning.
0: That's our show. I am so grateful for each and every one of you and your unwavering support and your continued belief in this movement that has become much bigger than me, much bigger than just a podcast. It has become this forward momentum that we are all doing together. If you are ready or you know somebody that is, that is ready to tell your story and share your value with the world, please connect with me you can reach me at audra at women in the I am so honored and thankful that you will share your story with me and I'll make sure that it is well taken care of. I will never stop thanking each and every one of you. And I cannot wait to talk to you again next week as we share another woman's story and we celebrate her doing extraordinary things in plain sight. We'll see you next time.